Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. My guest today is Yigal Adado, executive coach to business owners, and his company focuses on creating solid leaders who can drive your business forward. After spending years in the trenches of managing hundreds of team members, Yigal knows you need a you need strong leadership to build a winning business. Yigal works business owners who want to implement strategies and tactics so that they can increase their revenue while reducing stress. When all of this comes together, they can live a life most only dream of. So on this show, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of what it takes in order to build that leadership into your DNA and really take your business to the next level. It's going to be a lot of fun today. Yiga, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Brother, it's honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about who you are and how you are so awesome. I saw your about video on your site. It was very inspirational. You. you have a lot of great things going on. Tell us a little bit about who you are. So how far back do you want me to go? No, I'm kidding. I'm a, uh, a husband, a father of three incredible girls, and I ran a business for 16 years. As I was running the business, I was learning how to do business. I'm a pawnbroker by trade, third generation pawnbroker. And no, it's not like those shows that you see on TV. We don't get all that stuff coming in. It's it's just jewelry and, and electronics. And I was a busy entrepreneur and then I got married. And at seven months into my marriage, my wife basically said like, listen, I didn't get married to be alone. Like you need to go figure this thing out. And Jeff, to be honest with you, I had to be honest with myself. I looked in the mirror. I was 40 pounds overweight. Uh, my wife had, and I had no relationship. The business was kind of on autopilot. What is it? Running it extensively. So I dove back into leadership development, which is where I came from. When I was 15 years old, I joined a leadership development group, like a youth group. And I had done so much work and I forgot about it. But uh, I kind of brought that back, built my business. And now I do leadership development for business owners, as you mentioned, but not before being a broke rock star at some point in my life. I was a singer, loved being on stage. I still do. I loved playing music. And uh, that's a little bit about who I am. You know, what's interesting about what you talked about is, uh, you know, a lot of time we talk about leadership on this podcast and it's, and 99% of the time it focuses on the business aspects of it. And, you know, you said something that really touched me. Being a husband in our society means that you are also the leader of the family, right? And, you know, our spouses take our, you know, follow our lead, so to speak, right? 
where they are, we're like, okay, I fell in love with this guy. I'm going to marry him. And let's, you know, let's, so they are looking to you for direction as much as you're looking to them. Right. And what happens is that this isn't necessarily saying that you have to be the same type of business person in your personal life. Right. But you do have to embody some of those traits in order to be the leader of your family so that your family does know like, hey, we are on a good path. You know, we, I am in a good marriage. This is a solid foundation for us to raise our kids. Right. What were some of the uh, some of the things that uh, that you realized when, you know, like your wife approached you with that? Like, hey, I don't want to be alone. You know, it's like, well, wait a second. You know, it's like I'm I'm here to work. I'm here to provide for this family. What more do you want from me? turns out a hell of a lot more, right? And you really needed to, and that was really a wake up call to step up. I know I had, you know, that kind of call as well. What was that like for you, you know, stepping up into that role, whereas you didn't realize it earlier? So it's funny you said like wake up, step up. So we've got three areas that we talk about when we do the unlock the leader work and that's wake up, step up and lead up. And going back to your statement about being the leader of the family, I think what my wife wanted was forget leading the family. She wanted me to lead myself, right? I was 40 pounds overweight. I was unhappy. I wasn't communicating. I was to myself. How can I lead anything else, my family, my relationship, my business, if I can't lead me first? And so, first of all, it was a smack to the face. At first, I was upset with my wife. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said exactly what you said. I'm like, nice house, nice cars, vacations, providing what more do you want? But then I realized it wasn't that my wife wanted more for her. She wanted more for me, knowing that I have much bigger potential in myself and in this world. And that's why I married her. She's an incredible woman. But I was playing small. Like, why? Why are you doing this? You promised me the world. You promised me that you were going to lead. And again, not just leadership of the family, but that you were going to lead yourself, self-leadership. That's why we talk about like unlocking the leader within. And because I wasn't doing that, she called me out. And so the feeling was at first angry. Um, and then I, like, I looked at myself in the mirror and, and I was like, man, she's right. It's time to wake up. And so what I ended up doing is I created this methodology called Unlock the Leader that I went through step by step. And then I started repeating time and time again. And I'll tell you why I repeat it. And I started teaching it. And the first thing I had to do was like, stop lying to myself, right? Like tactical step number one to being a great leader is stop lying, start telling the truth, what's not working. And I do this in four areas of my life. I do this in my connections, which is my relationships condition of my body. I do this in my currency, which is my cash, my money. And then I do this in my conviction, which is my spirituality or my inner strength, as some people would call it. And so I kind of take inventory as to like what's actually happening. Because I have a saying that is leading with baggage is misleading. And you can't walk into work, walk into your marriage, walk into a relationship, walk into anything with that much baggage on your shoulders thinking that you're going to lead with focused perspective and know what's happening with clarity. And so I had to get clear, as clear as possible. And it was, it was tough. That is a very poignant, you know, awakening that you just described, 
right? And I have to imagine that uh, you know the that path that the path that you just talked about that is not something that happens over a week, not over a month. I mean, it's definitely a growth, a, you know, a growth process that you needed to go through. Right. And that's really what, you know, what needs to happen as you're, you know, as you're talking with business leaders and family leaders and things like that, that you need to, you know, you really need to embody, you know, and personify the, the, the man you want to be, the person you want to be, things like that. Talk to me a little bit about your framework. And after you developed that framework and you figured out like, okay, this is a repeatable process that not only worked for me, but now I can, now I can teach to others. How does that look in your world? Yeah. So first and foremost, this framework isn't one where you're taught one time and then poof, you are an incredible leader the rest of your life. My belief is that things happen and your leadership gets locked up. I'll give you an example. Uh, Almost two years ago, my father passed away. And it was tough. My father had Parkinson's and dementia. And a lot of the work that I do is in honor of my father because at the age of 59, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and dementia. And he would always say, I'm going to travel later. I'm going to have fun with my grandkids later in life. And he worked his ass off. He really, really did. And so my goal is to help business owners unlock their leadership so that they can be present today, be present for their families and make more money. So what I realized is that You go through life and things lock you up, the death of my father, an argument with my wife, uh, my health, whatever that is. And you have to have a set of keys, essentially, right? I I worked in brick and mortar and we had keys to the doors and and the safes and things like that. You have to have a set of keys that you can pull up and like try to put in the lock and like, oh, did that one work? No. Next one. Uh, Okay, this one opened the lock. I've freed myself. I've unlocked my leadership and I can move forward again. And then things happen again. So the framework is, again, it's funny that you said it. It's wake up to the truth, what's actually happening. Be honest with yourself. Step up and do the work. And that's these keys. And we can talk about that. And then it's lead up. It's once you're leading, you've got to bring people with you to lead them up around you so that you have less stress, less overwhelm, and you build that business that brings you joy once again. So part of what you're talking about here is empowerment. Mm -hmm. Right. Not only empowering yourself, but empowering Mm -hmm. the people around you to do things. Part of it is delegation, right? Getting rid of that superhero syndrome that you can do everything on your own to hell with everyone else. Right. And I guess that's the part where a lot of entrepreneurs not necessarily fall down, but they fail to capture the essence of it. Right. Because although I can do something that I know will take me 15 minutes to do, and then I got to, I have to, if I needed to spend an hour to create an SOP in order to teach someone else how to do it and then make a training video and then, you know, like do a couple of conference calls, you know, go through a few scenarios, let that person I'm trying to train mess up and then being charged, you know, two hours for them doing that same process that I could have done in 15 minutes. Right. It really starts to, you know, like if you don't focus on the, on the bigger game, on the, you know, the larger picture, right? That 15 minutes that it took me, took me away from the real work that I should be doing, you know, as a business owner, as a business leader, right? I should not be, for example, in this podcast, editing audio. I know how to do it, right? I can probably edit this episode in about 15, 20 minutes flat, but it is not the best use of my time, right? And that's why I pay other people to do it, even though they will probably take longer to do it than I would. It is still a a better 
exchange of value by paying them to do it as opposed to as opposed to me having that happen. When you talk to people, uh, you know, when you're teaching, you know, these concepts, what are some of the misconceptions or what are some of the objections that you get, you know, initially when you're trying to convey it and they're like, oh no, that ain't going to work for me. Right. And how do you overcome them? Yeah. So first of all, I want to mention something to you real quick where you said, you know, I can edit the podcast and it's not the best use of my time. There's three levels of business owners. There's the tradesman, right? Let's say it's a plumber that they're out there unclogging toilets and sinks and those types of things. There's the business owner who is now building a team around them. And then there's the entrepreneur who has this vision of building a huge plumbing company with 500 plumbers underneath them and that ramping up to a level that didn't exist before. So as, as a tradesman, what I mean by tradesman is you are a pawnbroker, a plumber, a doctor, whatever it is that you know, the trade that you know, but you haven't learned to lead a team yet. And one of the biggest misconceptions is something that you just said. I have to bring in a team. I have to train them. It's going to be rough. It's going to waste my time. I'm not going to be able to sell, yada, yada, yada. The other way of thinking about this is what if I brought in a team who are smarter than I am and I led them to do the work and they taught me what's needed? See, that's the difference here. I have a team of people who do the work for me, right? So they post on social media, they write my copy, they do my web designs and my lead magnets, all that type of stuff. Why in God's name would I do it if they do it way better? So the biggest misconception is you're the best at what you do. It's a, it's a horrible misconception. The goal is to hire people that are way better than you are. And when you lead, you're not afraid of them taking over or leaving because when a team member has a great leader, they'll essentially take a bullet for them. I'll give you a great example. I had to let somebody go two weeks ago, okay? And it was on them 100%. They weren't doing the work right. Something was going on. But what do we do? We sent them to therapy. We got them everything that we could do as a team and as a leader. I tried to help out. They came back to me and said, it's time I step away because this is affecting the business. And when we had that conversation, it was the most beautiful conversation because they essentially said, you inspired me so much. I accomplished two dreams working, uh, two major goals working for you. You were the best boss and leader I've ever had. I wish you all the luck. I'm going to support everything that you do whenever you do anything. It was incredible. And so when we lead... We want to be able to first bring in incredible people who are smarter than us to up-level our leadership so we can lead them to do the work that's necessary. And then three, be so clear about what we want and the expectations that when they stay on, they're happy. And when they leave, they say, thank you for this incredible opportunity. That is absolutely amazing. and Very inspiring. You know, um, one of the things about being an entrepreneur and working with teams is you're right, you know, learning that finesse. I, you know, I tell people all the time, like my biggest hope for you is that you learn so much from me is that, you know, you all grow it and, you know, you end up doing this stuff for yourself instead of having me feed you the work. Right. And what happens is that, I, and, and this happens all the time, actually, you know, at first I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just how much are you paying me? Right. Or how much are you doing? But then when I go out and demonstrate it, like, hey, these are the tips and tricks you need to understand. This is how this is how you get it done. And not only how you get it done, this is why we need it done. Right. Because once you explain the why, 
then it becomes becomes much more tangible, becomes much more interesting. And, you know, then they understand like, okay, here's my North Star. This is what we're going towards. This is how we're going to, you know, get things done. And I find that that's one of the, one of the trickier aspects for entrepreneurs, you know, to really figure out is, especially when it comes down to creating culture within your company, you know, creating, uh, you know, like the, the quality of work, you know, all of those, you know, really play. And, you know, that leadership that you're describing, it comes from the top because if I demonstrated that I did not care about certain key deliverables, then neither will they. But as soon as they realize that I, that I care and I am imposing that care upon them as well, then it's like, wow, okay, yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is what we need to do to succeed. And I find that people will still go above and beyond once they have that North Star to follow. Let me say something. You mentioned the word care. I wrote it down here. And I'm trying to formulate this in my head as we're as I'm saying it. The minute you care more about the person than the deliverable is when the team member will care about the deliverable more than they care about themselves. I'll say that again. When you care more about the deliverable, right? Oh, sorry. When you care more about the person than the deliverable, the person will care more about the deliverable than themselves. What I learned from leading hundreds of people was that when I truly cared about who they were, their goals, their dreams, what they wanted and needed, they took that deliverable and they exceeded my expectation. Exceeded it. I mean, they did so much better without micromanagement, without accountability, without, you know, holding their hand to the fire, all that stuff, because they would say, you know, God, you know, you all care so much about me. And my brother and I were a team in this. They care so much about me. Like, I don't want to let them down. So let's do an amazing job. So when you care more about your people, and that's a part of the leadership and the methodologies of compassion towards people, is that's what building a great culture is. It's not having the kombucha on tap and the and the foosball table. It's really caring about who that person is, what they want out of life. And when you do that, they will care what you want in this business to make it grow. Amazing. Thank you so much for articulating that. You got... Where can people find you online yeah. and how can they reach out to you directly? So on social media, I'm the only at Egaladado. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, only guy that's out there with that name, uh, thankfully so far. And uh, you can also go to unlocktheleader.com and I've got the 10 keys, the methodology there that you can download. Yeah, just reach out and let me know how I can help and be of service. Amazing. Egal, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an excellent conversation. I love talking about this and I really appreciate you breaking down these concepts for us today. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single 
week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.